You are listening to Inspirado Projecto. Get ready. Thank you for that, Maria Humphreys. Thank you for that contribution to the podcast. Uh, This episode is going to have quite a few different things in there. It's going to open up with us going out to a location, the uh, Twisted Tall Tale team. Say that ten times fast. Twisted Tall Tale team. Uh, Chris LeCorman, Dave Ushansky, Ryan McGonigal, and myself, Kurt Clendenin. We go out to scout a house, and it's owned by, well, I'll, I'll say it in the podcast. You'll, you'll hear. It's quite an interesting surprise who it's owned by. So we're, you'll hear this. We're going out to this location. We're scouting out a movie, and... Uh, And I and I you know and I deleted the segment that I'm 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 gonna actually put back in now. Uh, it's a segment with Chris Corman talking about where right now we're working on the deliverables. They call them the deliverables for for Black Pumpkin. So uh, he's in there kind of, it, yeah. He's complaining about what he's got to do. However, for any of you who don't know what it's like behind the scenes on making a movie, and you don't know what goes into. <laughs> making a movie a- and even those who do know what it's like to make a movie all the post-production stuff you're going to hear what that sounds like from Chris and uh, those of you who have have been a part of this you can relate those of you who don't know what this is like it's it's an eye-opener. It'd be no different than me listening to a podcast and all of a sudden there's a segment on there about farmers talking about um, agriculture or their cows. You know, that's fascinating to me. I don't know what it's like to be a farmer. I don't know what it's like to be around cows all the time. Bales of hay and all that jazz, agriculture. I have no idea. That'd be fascinating to me. So I'm going to give you all a, a, a look into that right now. Thank you for listening to Inspirato Projecto. And if you want to contribute to the podcast like this, like Maria Humphreys did from Strong Body, Strong Soul Podcast, if you want to contribute, you can, uh, here's a few different ways. You can download the Anchor app, anchor.fm. You can download the Anchor app, and it's like a playground. Once you get on there, there are people who you can collaborate with. Maria Humphreys is one of those podcasters. Um, I went on to her podcast and there was a little button on uh, button on there that says leave message. And so that's how this whole dialogue between her and I started. And so she shares stuff with me. I share stuff with her. We share those things on each other's podcasts. And it's awesome. And the world gets to know who the other is. Um, so you can, you can, can uh, be a part of it that way. Um, this this uh, this is a, a living experience. This is not just for you to passively listen to. I, 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 I love it when you participate. Uh, you can email me at inspirato projecto at gmail.com. You can email me about three or four minutes of, of your audio, whatever you got. You can call me up on the hotline. Don't worry. It's a voicemail. It's toll-free. Um, it's not going to cause cost you any other extra charges than you normally would get if you made a phone call anywhere with your cell phone, whatever your data plan is. Um, that's, that's, this, that's how this situation responds. Um, leave a voicemail and then I'll take, I'll take that audio and I'll plug it in here. I'll give you credit. You can call up 561-203-9179 or, all right, here we go. Here. So how long you guys been uh, renting out this or how long have you been a part of Um, this team? A few years. Um, him and I, um, met, um, just by, uh, we pretty much worked together in a couple of different, um, company, with a couple of different companies. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. Kurt, you're, you're first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just be careful. Black oh, boy. Spiders. Yeah, Black Widow Spiders. Oh, jeez. Brown LaCruz. Shh. <laughs> Don't want to scare him away too, Scarlet. <laughs> oh, the brown recluse, right? Yeah. 
Barking spiders, you know. Oh my god. Oh my god. Here we go. Here it comes. Here it comes with the high check. Alright, here we go. I love it. Now entering the new location. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So how many uh, movies or TV shows or whatever do you usually uh, have shoot here? Oh, that'd be a question for Mario. Wow. So. <laughs> What's happening? Some what is decoration. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Is that Bionic Woman? Oh, no. no. That's a different kind of woman. <laughs> I couldn't see a little bit. It's, it's funny. All kinds of interesting treasures around this place. Wow. I guess it was, I guess, like a, a prison shower fight thing. And they had a problem with that? Yeah, the, some of the guys that work here are um, protective of this, but they haven't been here for a couple of years. Mm. The okay. same thing when I was, like, here the first time. Like, they, like, zoomed in and just wanted to see what I was doing. Huh. And they, they what, they co-own this place or no, something? No, they don't do anything. They, it's, like, kind of like a free location. Yeah. Oh, I got you. This is like a film set. We get, we never see the roof. You can dark it out. You just have to tarp it. We have to tarp it. Now here. Wow. Oh my God. And this becomes the attic, huh? Wow. And I want it completely dark. I want to just basically black out all this. So you want to... Secure this, wood boards, have a floor, right? Yeah, you just drop boards. Yeah. Nothing serious. Stuff they probably even have laying around. Yeah, they just had termite damage, so most of the wood. So it's like, those technically have to go. This, These are good. This one I'm standing on. And then put some bars and then uh, wood on top of it. And these are even more thicker. Yeah. Wait, did you just put like, no, these, oh, these, these don't go. These, these yeah. don't have the. These have termite damage over here. Yeah. That, that one would be the last one. Yeah, we're getting lower. Like what they did there. Awesome. It's not. I think you need a carpet. Maybe you could shoot. I think we're down a little bit. This location is really quite interesting. That's amazing. That needs to be cut, right? Or it has a reason. No, we can use the tree. That's just creepy. It makes no sense. It's awesome. I love the I love the see I love the, the roof that it's actually trees, they're weeds. Uh, uh. They're, they're Get some weed? Oh no, I'm, the trees are pretty much known as weeds around here because they just keep growing. Oh wow. Unless you pull them out. Right, right. That's with these uh, pretty much these trees work. Just imagine you are there doing whatever it is you're doing. Maybe you're in the produce aisle at the grocery store. You're getting some potatoes and someone comes up to you and they say, I know every single thing about you. I know all of your passwords. 
I know what time you leave for work, what time you walk around the block, what time your dog goes to take a crap. I know what time you leave to go uh, pick up your kids at school. I know what time, uh, you know, the amount of drinks you have and the time limit you spend at these bars on these dates, you know, and they just know. And then they go and, and you don't see him again. You don't hear anything from them again. Now, you don't know if they'd be in prosthetic face. You don't know what. However, that would raise quite a few question marks, I'm thinking. Here's your fun fact. The nose prints of both dogs and cats are unique, ridged in a pattern just like fingerprints of humans. Stay tuned to Inspirato Projecto for more fun facts. So this this is a room. This also has an access to a front door. But we could block all this shit off. We can make this look completely like no windows. Mm, oh yeah. If we want, we have this to sit in this room. There's no... There's lots of different looks that we can do. Did you go look in the attic? Yeah, I made two pictures here. <laughs> you were in the attic? Yeah, yeah we already went. Uh, look at that. Tell me that doesn't look cool. We can actually use the attic for the attic. We can actually use the attic for the attic. You go in the door. Oh, that's great. You know, I think the fact that all this rubbish is around kind of helps add to the creepiness of the movie. There's a bunch of things that... Uh, like, we don't really have to clean up a whole lot of stuff. I mean... Up, yes, but... I mean, this this really looks like uh, degenerate people live in it. That's for sure. Degenerates. A bunch of de- degenerates. In the entryway, this would be perfect because she can run out get snapped, fall back, and then we have, because I always thought of it shooting it like this way on her anyway. So we don't have to adjust anything, what um, Jim and I have been working on. Mm. We have all this space to work with, with her getting her head chopped And then if you need to um, uh, use the flats there to mask off any windows or anything. The what? These flats. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's that way you can mask anything off. I think one of the things that will help us is a lot of curtains. Like if we did set up a lot of... That's the rest rule. Yeah. You really? It's not back. Yeah. Uh, Don't forget a flush. Number two in the street. Oh, Oh my God. Lesson number two, Rathrum. Lesson number two. Um, So this might be the better entryway that we could use. That is the front door. Mask it better. Yeah, well, we're always sitting outside. Well, we can cover up whatever. We can we can create something there. Well, that was that one side yard I took. Yeah, 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 yeah. As long as there's, you don't see another house or something. Make right. This is so great. You're able to get up in that attic. The kitchen is here. Oh, the kitchen Here's cabinets. That's all we have for the kitchen. So a lot of a lot of finding stuff now. Yeah. Shit, and we just threw it. We just threw away a 1950s stove. We'll find another one. Yeah. He does the same thing you did. Motherfucker calls me. Ah, we can shoot at the kitchen inside Shada's garage. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She's got a set piece right there. She has the refrigerator still, right? I think so. Is the refrigerator still there? I thought. Right? Didn't she have gone. that in there? Well, the refrigerator you can easily find. It's like that. That, <laughs> that stove was really cool. It was like. An and you threw it away? I think so. I, it is. It was a great prop. I, and you know, I opened up everything in the back so that you could film through the stove. That was so cool. So right here at a location um, in the Inland Empire, checking out a new spot for. Uh, this new movie we're going to be working on called House in the Middle of Nowhere. Apparently this place was owned, or currently owned. Um, it used to be the childhood home of a fella named Marco. 
who had something to do with making the costume of Boba Fett. He had something to do with it. I have not met this guy yet, uh, but I'd like to learn what it was really. Because, uh, gosh, how crazy is that? So this used to be his childhood home, apparently. And he rents it out for, like, movie situations. And so we're going to shoot out here. And so what you hear is uh, the guys in there talking about what what they think could be done. And so where things could go, all that jazz. If you find the skull, we're in luck. So, <laughs> anyway, so the entryway goes into the kitchen. From the kitchen, there's okay. going to be two ways. There's going to be the doorway, which leads us to... So the kitchen technically goes to outside. That's what you want. Like, there's an entryway into the kitchen. No, no, there's no more outside. Once they're in the house, they're in the fucking house. I, I, I limited all outside, so, okay, go, so, but so we can actually make doors that they go to, and then we cut to the set to match it. Got it. So one of these will have to be just a doorway. I would do, yeah. So if we did the doorway here, we can that. even make the doorway look like smaller, like a weird. Oh, but like, that's a, you know we did it. We did it at Shadas too. We mm -hmm. we made them all. And I see a bunch of doors laying around here, so we probably can use yeah, the same yeah, door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could really make it work. Wow. Shit, and I don't care. So interesting, this place. It's so crazy, man. People just come in here, just tearing stuff apart. And... Oh, yeah. But we're starting to better secure. Uh, he's working on getting um, a metal door frame and metal doors mm. on both. Uh, the front and the back door. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Almost sort of come in here and camped out. Hmm. Yeah. Like I said, we've, we've cleaned it up quite a bit. We've, it's great how... We found some, like, spaghetti noodles. And spaghetti like, noodles. Yeah. We could do entryway. This is really cool how versatile this whole place oh, can yeah. be. There's so, I, I so really, many... Wait until you, um, we have then, access to walk through the um, rooms of the attic. That's really cool. Oh, so, cool. It's one of my favorite places of the place. Are you, are you a filmmaker as well? Um, I'm going to have a film um, more into the lighting aspect of it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, my background is mostly in theater. Oh, cool. Oh, acting. Uh, stage hand. Oh, stage hand. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. The techies, the guys who were yeah. responsible for... Yeah, my specialty was lighting. I, did, I worked at Sturgis down the street. Uh, oh. Sturgis Community Theater for 10 years. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's but, great. Yeah, uh, I'm getting more into the lighting and maybe some extra work um, for the for the camera. Well, that's cool. And looking to just um, update my uh, um, um, update and um, progress more into the film industry now. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And do mostly lighting. Yeah. What do you like best about lighting? Um, just the overall aspect of it and. and the performance I really liked um, just being able to you know light everyone and also use it for um, er, um, scene, uh, sort of the scenic with the gobos oh yeah yeah the different colored yeah. yeah yeah and then sometimes it'll look like leaves coming through like yeah. different shadows and right. oh yeah I was always impressed with that oh yeah and that's where we get that was the problem so yeah just so you got to climb way up there. You get, you're one of those oh, folks yeah. who has to go all the way oh, up. Oh, yeah. The, we had a scissor lift, and then we uh, had a pretty big ladder. And the, but we have a fly system where we just fly things in. Oh, neat. But there's there were times where we had to... Um, I, I had it set and everything, and I'd have to climb up the ladder to position it better. So, so you so you just got out of high school, or what? Or you oh, do this college. At, oh, college, okay. Yeah, I so went you do this to at college. Kelsey. Are there a lot yeah. of filmmakers out here? I mean, are there filmmakers within your school? Um, I can always check in with them. But yeah, it seems like student films like would totally yeah. need well extras, lighting guys. He has somebody that uh, wants to do mar uh, use it as a, one of the rooms here for a martial arts studio. Oh. So I wanted to, uh, you know, learn from him some martial arts as well. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. 
Is that is that at the bathroom? Yeah, we're yeah. talking. Or, oh my gosh! I read an amazing little giblet. I wish I had the exact quote that this person uh, put up there on Instagram. I thought it was so good. It was so good. It said, uh, not everything has to be a hustle, a competition, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Sometimes you want to do something because it makes you happy. Because you're excited to do it. I'm paraphrasing here. However, that's what it's all about, folks. I'll see on Instagram all the time. People going, you got to hustle. You know, you got to be the boss. You got to hustle. There's this this vibe that that's out there that's like, you got to grind it. There's this like, just vibe of like, it's just, there's just an ickiness to it. Just not a good feeling that is associated with, oh, you got to hustle. Um... That implies when I hear that I get it I get the imagery of walking up a mountain having to climb you know you know just you gotta hustle and you gotta go out there and you gotta be loud and you gotta make everybody know about this thing well no no some some of the best art some of the most extraordinary pieces of creation that are out there were created because someone was excited to create it, believe it or not. Not because they were hustling. Hustling? What? Hustling. Think about that. That comes from the word hustler. What is a hustler? Well, back in the day, you know, you had prostitutes and you had male hustlers. So... So when you're hustling, you're, 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 you're like, it's like pimping yourself out. Um, do, do those have good connotations? Do those have good connotations? Um, for me, I just don't have good associations with words like that. Um, I could redefine them if I want. However, I'm choosing really... Uh, to 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 move towards directions where it feels good, it moves me towards it. Things can be done easily and relaxed. They don't have to be like 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 uh, like you see in those movies and cartoons of the days of you know of of long ago where people in prison they're over there they're you know you're busting up rocks they're in there busting up rocks with their sledgehammers um laborious you know just laborious blood sweat tears labor it doesn't have to be that way and whoever came to the realization or or that you know whoever came to the realization that that's a good idea to continue to perpetuate the idea of uh, it'd be interesting to analyze their psychology find out where did you hear that from where did you hear that that was necessary that you had to grind it you had to hustle it oh everything is so hard to get done everything is so hard oof just make stuff because you want to make stuff. Do stuff because you want to do stuff. I started making songs not because I wanted to hustle. Uh, I started drawing and painting and podcasting not because I wanted to hustle. Not because I'm begging people to, 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 oh, please listen to me. Please look at what I'm doing. Please. Please. Uh, I, that, that was just was not my, my motivation. It was because it was something that was... It felt good. It felt exciting. It felt joyful. It felt just, ooh, you know what? This feels right. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And, you know, of course, and this makes sense as to why a lot of people, when you ask them, oh, I'm, you know, I'm not an artist. I'm not an artist. But they draw phenomenally. Oh, it's, it's just a hobby. 
there are two things there. It's just a hobby. Like to put that to, it almost kind of downgrades it. Like I feel that, oh, it's just a hobby. It feels like that's downgrading the talent that's there. And also in addition to that, it lets me know that this is something that's just so fun and personal to this person that they don't need to hear criticism from anybody. They don't need to hear anyone telling them whether it's bad or not. So I think when someone says, oh, it's just a hobby, in a sense, they're taking ownership over, or I don't want to say if that's necessarily the, the right way of putting it, but they're, they're trying to beat the naysayers to the punch. That's a way of doing it. You'll see on uh, Instagram, you'll see on TikTok, you'll see these places where beautiful women will, they, they'll proceed things like, I know I'm not pretty, I know I don't have a lot of followers, but, 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 but. And then there's some, like, some sort of disclaimer. Where, where does that disclaimer have to... What, why does someone have to use that disclaimer? Well, because they're used to getting made fun of. They're used to people going, oh, well, that's dumb and that's stupid. You don't want to do that. I hear a lot of people saying, sorry, I'm sorry, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I don't say sorry unless I accidentally step on someone's toe. Uh... Or I hurt their feelings. There's no reason to, to, to apologize for creating the art that you want to create. So, folks, just remember, you got a, you got a, you know, you got a burning desire in your heart to create something. Make it. Make it because you want to make it. Make it because it's fun. Make it because it's fun. Take, take, take competition out of the equation. Take it out of there all together. Try it. So this revelation struck me. I made a big old pot of pasta. And so I just sort of slowly chiseled away at it throughout the night. I must have had about five bowls of that pasta. Every time I got hungry again, I filled up another bowl. I just kept eating it, eating it, eating it. And... I thought to myself, wow, that's interesting that you can eat uh, uh, such a large bowl of pasta and then maybe 20 minutes later you feel hungry again. And then that, of course, reminded me of Chinese food and how that how that works. You can be, you know, eating a whole bunch of Chinese food and you go, oh my gosh, I am full, no more for me. And then 20 minutes later you're, you're hungry again. So I'm curious, I'm curious. An average person, I guess average being, you know, I don't know, I'm 145 pounds. So, only two more pounds more than Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers is 143 his whole life. You know why? 143, they stand for something. One stands for I, four stands for love, and three stands for you. I-L-O-V-E-Y-O-U. So how cool is that? You snuck some numerology in there. So let's say someone around my, and I'm not average, you know, but let's just say someone around 145 pounds. I'm curious how much Chinese food you could actually eat throughout the day if you just kept eating at it every time you were hungry again. Like, I mean, right when you were hungry again. How many pounds of, of Chinese food? I mean, that, you know, yeah, rice, yes, in addition to the rice. Whatever you put in there, vegetables and whatnot. I guess the same goes for pasta. That would be an interesting experiment to see, to see how that would all pan out. Have any of you done that before? Tell me your stories. Call me up. Leave a message on the voicemail. 561-203-9179. Leave the message on the voicemail. I'd love to hear it. So, Roger, well, I'm going to ask you about yourself. So, I just met this in- interesting guy on the train here. Um, he's uh, he's just celebrated his Valentine's Day festivity. Now, you are where in, in Hollywood? Oh, I'm buying. Right, right. And you hung out with your girlfriend already? Yeah, I already did. 
And so you just there's no more hanging out with your girlfriend today on Valentine's? Maybe I may, maybe I might take another trip out here. You might go back out there later yeah, on? Yeah. Yeah. What do you like know. to do? What are some of your favorite things? Uh, right now, specifically, uh, yeah. I have too much on my mind. Whatever. Are you like a musician? Do you do you paint? Do you draw? Yeah, yeah, I'm a, a music. Yeah, I could do everything. Really? Because you got some cool tattoos there. Did you design those? They're not tattoos. Those are not tattoos. Yeah. Well, They're marker. Oh, marker. Usually I draw an eyeball on my arm. Today I don't have it on there. Usually I draw on my arm too. Same thing. It's better than a tattoo, isn't it? Because you can do whatever you want. Every time it's something different. Yeah, just erase it. Yeah, you just erase it. Then all of a sudden it's a brand new thing. Wow. So you're an artist. You draw, huh? I know. Uh, do you uh, do you have sketchbooks at home? No, uh, I don't uh, right now. Uh, like you don't have a book like this with sketchbooks, sketches in it or anything? Mm-hmm. Wow, so you just use your arm as a canvas then, huh? So that, so instead of a sketchbook, you just go straight to the arm. Yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> what else do you like doing besides drawing? Uh, right now, I'm just focused on my life, trying to get a job. Just trying to get a job? Uh, do you like to Do you like to read? You got any favorite authors? I have a lot. Favorite, favorite books? Yeah. What are some of your favorites? Uh, if I can remember, there's so much. <laughs> do you uh, do you like uh, fiction or nonfiction? I'll read anything. Anything? Do you like science fiction? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who are some of your favorite authors? Uh, you know, Bill Nye, science guy. Bill Nye. <laughs> he is a science fiction author. Yeah, Bill Nye, the science guy. That's right. That's right. Uh, do you do you like reading mysteries? I guess. Yeah. Mystery novels? Detectives? Yeah. Uh, what about nonfiction? What about biographies? Everything, I guess. Anything? Yeah. yeah. So what, what kind of job do you think you'd want to have? Sheesh. I see my chops here. <laughs> what, do you, what, what do you think you're really good at? Are you good at painting? Are you good at? Uh, I mean, I don't know. What? What? Try everything. Try everything. You try. Because I notice you got you carry a lucky horseshoe around with you, which is very rare. I don't see people with no, a horseshoe for, on them all. It was supposed to be for a tie of my pants. It was supposed to be for your pants? Yeah, so I could tie it up. Oh, so like a belt? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was gonna be the belt. The 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 belt buckle. Yeah. That's cool. Well, I figure anyone who carries a, a horseshoe with them, they, they always carry luck with them. Because, you know, horseshoes are known for lucky luck charms. So you, you do anything, huh? For jobs. I mean, what, what, if, what if someone who, uh, I don't know, what if a CEO came up to you and said, hey, I want, I want you to work in a desk, a desk job, would you say yes? You would? You would work in a desk? Desk job? Any job I could take right now, right? What, what kind are you uh, applying for? Like any fucking... Aren't they all minimum wage? Yeah, but like... I mean, but like what kind of stuff? Are you... A coffee shop? Like would you work in a coffee shop? I think I could do that. Yeah, work in a coffee shop. Give people their their scones and their uh, espressos. So, okay, so let's see. Okay, so your desk job. Well, we know you're an artist, so what about... Would you uh, paint murals? What about painting murals? I don't do that. No, you wouldn't do that? I just did... Uh, somebody did this on me. Oh, someone else did that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I thought my you drew girlfriend, that. My girlfriend. Oh, your girlfriend drew that. Yeah. Oh, so she's an artist. She's an artist. So the, you two don't ever draw together? I've never drawn in my life. Oh, my gosh. You never tried it? Never you had to have. I bet you when you were a little kid, you probably drew. Oh yeah, when I was a kid. Yeah. But uh, my girlfriend, she just wrote everything, you know, my arm, and then she was like, "I love you," you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and she's like, "I love you. Are you gonna come back?" And I was like, "I don't know. Maybe." <laughs> oh, so, oh, so so she asked you if you're gonna come back tonight. Uh, I don't know about tonight. Today. Uh, like she said, 
Cause she doesn't even freaking trip. She doesn't even get mad or whatever. How did you two meet each other? Um, on a date. Oh, you met on a date. On Los Feliz. Ah, very good. Where was it? At a, did you see a movie or where? Where was it? No, we were at the bar. Oh, you met at a bar. Yeah, I met her at a bar, and then she just started loving me for some reason. So she immediately felt a closeness with you, huh? I'm guessing. So like right away, she felt close enough to just go ahead and hug you. Yeah. Was that was that surprising to you? Were you like, hey, what the heck's going on? This is pretty cool. A girl's hugging me. Mm. No, and then uh, I think she was with her friend. Ah. Her friend introduced us. Gotcha. And then, bam, right away. Just bam, right away. You had a really good really good uh, rapport with her, huh? Yeah. And how long has that been? Probably like five years. Five years? You two have been together five years. That's incredible. That is really incredible. Some people can't stay together for more than a month. And you're, you're together five years. That's pretty cool. What kind of, what kind of uh, interests do you both share? Uh, similarities. Yeah, a lot of what similarities, yeah. A lot of similarities. Like what? Same same music or what? Uh, well, she's more like on the other side of the rock situation. Rock? Rock yeah. and roll? No, she's on the other side. She likes like... Hip-hop or something? Or something like that. Heavy metal? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what do you like? What kind of music do you like? Well, I'd rather listen to freaking... Uh, well, I'll listen to her music, too, you know? You listen to her music? Yeah. Like, what are some of the bands? She has bands, too. She likes Skull. I like Skull, you know? And then, um... She's, she's just everywhere, like, right? Mm-hmm. What do you like most about her? I don't know. I just honestly... She fucking... Do you guys laugh a lot together? I guess. That's always pretty, that's pretty important in a relationship, huh? To be able to laugh with someone. Right. Because if you can laugh most of the time, that means that, you know, you, what would you rather do, laugh or argue? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, we don't want to argue. Right, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so it sounds to me like she, you, it's a very low drama situation. Yeah. That's great. That's the idea right there. Well, nobody wants to argue on no. the phone and shit, mm-hmm. you know? Nobody likes that. Well, some people, some people, they, some people, they, they do want to do that. I, I, I don't understand. I've met girls who like to do that. They just like, they just want to argue. Uh, Something about the drama, you know? I don't know what it is. Something about it, they like it. But then others, what's beautiful is that they don't, you know, and you can. All right, case closed. Case closed. <laughs> do you do you have a do you have any anything you want to promote to anybody? Uh, any like Instagram? Any any anywhere? Twitter? You want people to find you? She's just uh, supporting all the all artists out there, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just. Do you think? <laughs> yeah, right. that's good advice. Yeah. I didn't realize when I'd sit next to you, I'd sit next to a philosopher. You're a, you're a wise man. I meet a lot of interesting people on the subway. So thank you for talking with me. Thank you for thank you for taking the time. It's all right. You take care. This is man behind the machine, high in Sperato. What have you heard about the hacking in Iowa? Who did it? Shadow? Who hacked Iowa? We have to know who did it.
Thank you, Henry D. Horse. Thank you, Man Behind the Machine. Thank you to the Mystery Subway Guy on Valentine's Day. Thank you to Maria Humphreys, to anybody who contributed to this podcast. This is just so exciting. Ryan McGonagall, uh, Dave Uchansky, Chris LeCorman. Thank you guys for all of your contributions to this podcast because this would not exist if it wasn't for you uh, allowing me to uh, record snippets of my life experience and including it here in this audio audioscape format formatica audioscape formatica thank you so much for your contributions Uh, man behind the machine you know what i learn about my world news actually believe it or not from you and uh, sometimes from twitter so i didn't know anything was hacked um however i do know i've been i've just been creating i've been creating and it feels so good. There's this really, really cool... Let's see if I can flip over here. Let's see if it'll still record me here. Oh, man, this was just such a cool... Um, I put it onto my... Oh, here we go. Okay, so unlimited knowledge on Instagram. They said this. Can you imagine how different life would be if you were consistent for an entire year? If you kept your foot on the gas, if you didn't settle, if you remained committed... If you didn't get distracted, if you didn't think negatively of yourself, if you refuse to give up. The 2020 theme, don't let up. How cool is that when you think about that? So uh, I feel like I've just hit the ground running uh, with 2020 so far, and I'm excited about it, and things are moving and grooving, and I'm very happy with how everything is uh, evolving and and turning turning into uh, magical giblets the way that they are. You water it. You water the tree with nutrition, and it grows that way. So I've been watering the, the trees. I've been watering it, giving it nutrition. That was Zeke. He was using the uh, clawing thing here. So thank you, man behind the machine, for uh, educating me on this stuff. While... Um, while there is a reality going on out there that uh, Earthlings are making agreements to coexisting in, I've been creating my own world. In fact, I've been talking with Alex Smart. He uh, has the proper paperwork and everything. Um, he's, well, I can't give anything away. I can't give anything away. It's a, it's a society. Okay, let's just put it this way. It's a society that uh, all interested parties will be able to be a part of, citizens of, if you will. You know, it's a, uh, it'll be a society, plain and simple. So, thank you. Thank you, man behind the machine, for reminding me that the power is in our hands. The power is in our hands. Power is in our hands. Why do people want to be a part of particular societies? Because there are some things that are in there that, um, you know, if we were to look at all these societies and we look at the common traits, we will find that uh, it's based in companionship, based in uh, uh, people who uh, uh, like the same type of stuff. You know, football, it's a society. Baseball, that's a society. That's a, cow- that's a culture. It's a, it's a subculture. Uh, just like um, hobbyists, train, train hobbyists, train engine hobbyists, um, tracks and all that jazz. Uh, like Neil Young, he loves the trains. So there are subcultures. So... Um, when you look at the commonalities between all these, there's there's that feeling of camaraderie. There's that feeling of being in your element, be feeling safe, really being able to stretch how far you want to go without criticism or um, people trying to stomp on the good vibes. I mean, the one would think that these are the core things: ethics, an, a sort of ethical. Um, all for one and one for all type vibe. 
a vibe that gives you the feeling of of satisfaction perhaps maybe it gives either the illusion or the or the promise it gives you the promise of satisfaction of uh of of cooperation everybody likes it when things are cooperating just ask anybody who's sitting in rush hour traffic in los angeles um chicago you know wherever wherever there's just unsuitable traffic <laughs> in other words a clogged drain a clogged a clogged pipe nobody likes that you want it free flowing easy going smooth sailing moving and grooving and a lot of folks, that's what they're waiting for retirement on. With retirement, oh yeah, cool, bam, I'll just sit around and do nothing. Well, think of think of the hobby that you always wanted to do and, and apply that to your life when you, when you retire. Your hobby, the thing that you were most worried about showing anybody or, or the one thing that you were so um, worried about getting critiqued by like my buddy Jeff Finn, he is, I bet you he's got so much phenomenal art, but he never draws in front of people. He, or I should say he rarely does. And if he draws, it's just little squiggles and little zip, zip. And the poor guy, when he was a little kid, and he wouldn't mind me telling me this, I think this is hugely important. When he was a little kid, he was in class. You probably heard me tell this story. He was in an art class, I believe. And uh, they had to draw this particular thing. And... He's like, let's say third grade or something, really young. And the teacher holds up his project in front of all the kids and says, this exactly, this is exactly what you don't want to do. Jeff did not do it the right way. Or, you know, basically she pointed him out in front of all these kids. And so he, he, she, she made an example of him. And the poor guy that's been in his brain ever since. Everybody's got those particular phantoms that, that, that haunt them. And, um, it's funny. It's really interesting when you think about what people would trade one another's phantoms. Maybe that's, maybe that's an interesting, Ooh, maybe that's an interesting fantasy, uh, novel right there. A sci-fi. Ooh, one who deals in, um, phantoms in, in, in bullies, in the invisible, invisibilies. Ooh, invisibilies. That's what they would call them. The invisibilies. Invisible bullies, the invisibilies. And uh, th- these invisibilies, a person would be like, oh, I would much rather have the stress of your job than deal with, you know, I don't know, my crazy wife, you know. And so <laughs> they, they trade that kind of, you know, so the one guy who, who was stressed out about his wife, he no longer has that stress. He now feels a stress of, whoa, you know, in a different way. So it's interesting, isn't it? It's what we're choosing to have value to. It's what we're choosing to hold stress on. I'm not used to working in offices. So as soon as I get around even the slightest hint of administration type stuff, like like Kapow, for instance, I will be open and transparent about this. Dave Uchansky, God, God bless that saint. He deals with me. Chris Corman, too. Roy McGonigal. I turn into a mongoose, man. I get crazy with the math, and I'm, and I'm really trying to go easier on it this year, so that way I'm not... Um, it's not compounding on me at the last second. I'm trying to go through these submissions. Make, make notes on them right now. Really get it figured out right away. But, you know, once I... I'm in the middle of just some of this stuff. Oh, my God. I feel like I'm breaking apart. However, other people, they've faced much, 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 much worse. And so that to them is like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? That's a piece of cake. That's that's actually bothering you or, oh, my God, that's actually that's actually a burden to you. Like that's actually flipping you out right now. No way. That's easy. So it's interesting how it's relative. It's so crazy. And it's interesting how it's relative. We can never know the true, true stress of what one person is feeling in one particular area. Just because we don't hold stress in that area doesn't mean that that someone else does not hold so tightly and find some kind of value in that specific stress. In that specific stress. 
sometimes the the stress this there's this strange this sort of like a, 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 a of like don 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 like here comes the 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 monster is waiting around the corner sometimes i've got that feeling in me like uh oh and so uh sometimes i'm tight i'm clenched up and then i just got to remember well you know what this is about letting the higher mind take care of the whole thing my job is not to try to figure out how everything is going to figure you know figure out how everything is going to happen just my job is to sit here and have fun and enjoy what the heck this thing is that i'm creating so otherwise i'm i'm wasting time why am i sitting here wasting time worrying about how it might turn out terrible well then i'm not using my own medicine am i i'm not taking my own medicine what would be the point i gotta you know it's, it's applying it I think, what is it? Usually it's money. Usually that's that thing, the money. Now, I've been listening more to Neville, Neville Goddard, and, and he echoes a lot of the, the great stuff that we hear in Abraham Hicks or Bashar or, or Dolores Cannon. Neville Goddard, you know, he talks about feeling happy in that state. Feeling happy in that state as if it already happened. And, and, it's, and it gets rid of that desperation. It feels very freeing. I'm doing it right now. I'm holding space for being excited and letting go of the need for it to happen. Huh. Wow. It's like an excitement of wow, I that that's totally something that's that's available and you know, I I've uh, like I could see like if you put yourself on the other side of it, the the celebrating the fact that oh yeah, it did, it happened, bam. That's the future self, it's happened. It feels that feels like ooh, a satisfaction, like oh that hits the spot. Alright folks, uh, that is all for now. I'm gonna be uploading the uh, the February 17th podcast, uh, February 17th show on K Chung, which we're calling 12 Year Blues, based on Monty Oblivion's first song, one of his early songs, anyway. Uh, we had a special treat. We got three songs in the studio that are usually unheard of anywhere else. Uh, Katie Bright was in there, uh, their son Rowdy, and, uh, yeah, uh, oh, uh, Maria Humphreys. Let's remember her. Strong Body, Strong Soul podcast. She was in there too. Of course, Captain Nicholas, everybody's favorite station manager. Okay, that's all for now. Take care. See you next time. It's Superhero, and you're listening to Inspirado Projecto.